y'all already know what it is, man. It's the Leo G Show podcast. It's what we like to do. We're going to go ahead and get this thing started off right, man. It's the summertime, man. So you know what that means. We're well into baseball and a little bit closer to football, man. And we got a lot going on in MLS. So I'm going to punch it over to my man um, down here on the south side, man, for these storms rolling. What's going on with you, Bank? Hey, how you feeling? How you feeling, Leo? What's good? Man, I'm feeling good, man. Uh, a little sleep, a little tired. Full, man. Yesterday was a full day, man. Had Atlanta United down there at Mercedes-Benz. And it was a time, it was a time, man. But I tell you, man, out there in that heat and that tailgate, man, I tell you, man, it'll really, really drain you, brother. You on mute, man. Yeah, I know. It's this it's computer, man. It's going real slow. Um, yeah, I know about that heat, bro, and that tailgate, bro. Guys, y'all can have that, bro. I can do the heat. <laughs> hey, man, nah, we got we to gotta do it for United as only we can, man. United has, has been uh, been rolling a little bit slow, but we'll get into that here in just a minute, man. Going to do a little, you know, it's a little impromptu run, man. Our boy Jericho, man, he out and about, man. It's a, it's a holiday weekend for those of you all to celebrate this holiday or choose to do whatever you want to do. We won't get into the politics, but he's not with us. Shout out to our boy Jericho, man, doing his thing on this holiday weekend, man. So, look. Fit check. Look, I'm gonna let you know, Banks. Yesterday, man, I gotta recuperate, man. So I ain't drinking nothing. But uh, but some look, real deal, man. Gatorade replenish the fluids for real. <laughs> we gotta sometimes you gotta do that, man. For real, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you gotta do that. Cause when you go a little too hard in the paint, Banks. Let everybody know what you got going on, man. Cause we're gonna be real heavy off into this today. I'm um, just doing real. Um, just doing some ginger ale today with some um. Tito's, that's it. Something real simple, nothing big. Ginger ale and Tito's, man. Represent for them Bravos, I see. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Always, always, man. You know what I'm saying? Y'all see what I got on, man. Got the braids fit on. Y'all see it in Banks. I don't know if they can tell, man, but look, I got on a little song, man. I got on a little bling bling. You know what I'm saying? The Braves always come through, man, and they do it real big, man. It's that bling bling, man, number 13. It won't turn your neck green, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Did this real big couple of nights ago, man. We played the Minnesota Twins up there at Truist Park. They was giving away them chains, man. You know I had to. You know, yeah, boy, I had to be in there for the building for that, right? You know I had to well, be in there. For the building. You had to. You had to. That's the Cunha chain, bro. You got to go ahead and rep that, bro. Man, got the Mister T starter kit represent, man. <laughs> so you know it goes nice and well with the with the uh, with the bling bling ring that we got, obviously a couple of years ago, man, with that World Series. Uh, a championship and look man it's getting hot it's getting hot it's getting hot banks go ahead and tell us what it's getting hot with and what it's about with these bravos man go ahead well let me go ahead and just run it right fast but if you kiss you didn't know you're living under a rock somewhere that your Atlanta braves and our Atlanta braves are hot as fire going into the all-star break and where we can be up i believe nine games in the national league east um going into june 3rd we were only three and a half games up on the uh, New York Mets. And for some apparent reason, the Braves were on this tear on a 20 and four record. Well, now we're ahead nine games ahead of the Miami Marlins right after we just swept them out of Atlanta. So going into the all-star break, uh, Leo, how do you feel um, about this team going into playing uh, with the Cleveland Guardians today and then Tampa Bay for the weekend. Man, absolutely. Listen, the Braves are who we thought they were, right, man? We always talk about the Braves and how they start out slow and how, you know, at the beginning of the season, opening day, it's like, oh, man, what are they doing? But listen, man, it's a saying here in Atlanta, man. So as the weather gets hot, 
the Braves get hot, right? I mean, we're moving into obviously the hottest times of the year coming out of June. The Braves, I think, either set a franchise record or tie the franchise records with the most wins in the month of June. The bats have been crazy. You know, this is what I expected this team to do, man. Uh, give uh, the GM some credit with putting this thing together and piecing this thing together because there was some holes earlier with shortstop and a few other positions. We were trying to figure out what was going to happen. The pitching situation, obviously, is still not where we want it. But listen, this team is right where I think they want to be. Uh, you know, just playing, I think, a little over the halfway point as we go into the All-Star game, man. I'm I'm excited, man. Listen. This is for real baseball, people. I don't think y'all – this ain't no flash in the plant pan. These guys are coming out and doing their thing, man. And and this all-star game, Banks, incredible, incredible. Absolutely. You got eight guys going into the all-star game, which is a, a franchise tying record of eight men going to Seattle to rep the ATL. Nothing but great baseball, like you said, uh, going into this point where you have, by the way, injuries up and down this roster with uh, Max Freed and you have, I think, uh, Mr. Wright, who is out on, I believe, 60-day uh, injury list of some injuries, and yet you're still in first place. Alex Anthopoulos, I'm so glad you brought him up, Leo. Um, everything he touches is gold. You got a guy named Kobe, Kobe Allert. Um, he is a left-handed pitcher. Um, they've been – he's like some kind of journeyman going around, supposedly getting shelled everywhere he went. But he comes here and had one start, Leo, and he did pretty good. Um, not saying he's a long-term situation, but he can really be a bridge – gap going in towards you know the return of max free absolutely man i mean you talk about uh the you know the pitching is being not exactly where he wanted to be but then anthopolis just finds ways to get guys and plug them in obviously during the world series run in 2021 we saw what he was able to do uh before the trade deadline and get pieces to come in here man to take us down the stretch and that's what he's been doing here lately man you know like you said bringing in the guys you know um <clears throat> we saw what was up with with soroka you know, he 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 was uh he he's come back and had a couple of starts, I think, and has has done okay. But you know, I mean, coming off of tearing your, your Achilles twice, I mean, you know, you just gotta kind of slow roll that. He's been down with the stripers, and of course, like you said, losing one of the best pitchers in the rotation, Max Free, that hasn't really been, you know, uh ideal for us, but we've we've kept rolling, man. And I think that the bats, the offense, man, has really, really picked up the pieces. Um let me get a little bit in tighter to the mic. Is that better? So listen, I think that the um the offense has really, really picked up the pieces. Obviously, Spencer Strider, in my opinion, if not the one of the best pitchers in the National League right now, he's he he he's he looks phenomenal. He looks awesome. I mean, what can I say about him? I mean, you got Bryce Elder, he's been holding it down. I think he was selected to the all-star game as well. So, man, what I mean, just what can you say? I mean, this team is clicking on all cylinders, man. Snit has everything rolling. Um, everybody in the lineup has been doing well. They've had some slumps. I think Michael Harris had a slump here or there, but that's going to happen, man. It's a long haul in baseball. So, but these guys, man, have, have been doing well. Banks, who surprisingly, man, who in your opinion, um, has been doing the most or is exceeding expectations so far this season? I'm going to have to go with our shortstop, Mr. Arcia. Um, Basically, you had a guy coming into training camp um, not knowing where he's going to be on this roster. 
we had Dansby Swanson um, going into Chicago Cubs and didn't know how to fill that void. Um, Arcia came in and handled handled his business, not to mention he's an all-star as well. So it's it's almost like Alex Anthopoulos, whatever he touches is gold, man. It's like everything he does, it doesn't fail. I don't know if that's a testament to the players or just the fact that he just know what he's doing. Oh, by the way, you have a guy named Michael Soroka who's coming back into the rotation, which is probably what we need at this point because we need some arms in that on that team, bro. Um, I would love to see another left-handed pitcher um, coming into that bullpen. Um, as for right now, I mean, it's still July. It's still the middle of the pack of the season. It's early. So... I will also ask you this, Leo, going into the rest of the season, how do you feel that this is, is this sustainable, sustainable about what the Braves are doing currently, or do you think they're going to fall off a little bit and come back to earth a little bit and then kind of let the other teams kind of catch up? Man, listen, let me tell you something, man. This is one of the things about being an Atlanta fan, man. We always, we 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 kind of look for the hiccup, right? I think that's just our makeup. If you're a fan of Atlanta teams, man, you look for the hiccup. But listen, I don't see any chinks in the armor in this team, man. And, and here's the biggest thing I see with these Braves. They're having fun. You look at these guys out there, man. You look at Acuna. You look at Albies. You look at even Matt Olsen. I mean, these guys are out there, big smiles on their faces. They're going out there and they're having fun every night, man. They're doing their thing. Acuna at the top of the lineup, man, is hitting dingers. Like, you know what I'm saying? The other night when I was at the game, man, you know, he hit like two on the chain night. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, just going out there, man, and having fun, man. This is a baseball team. Banks, to answer the question short, yes, I think this is sustainable, man. I, like I said, I know we have PTSD here in Atlanta when we talk about our sports teams and waiting on them to hiccup. But I think that this is sustainable going all the way into October especially when you look at the NL. I mean, we just had a great series against, I think, another up-and-coming team up there in Cincinnati, and they went in and they and they fought it out. Cincinnati had had a, a good win streak up there. That's a good young baseball team up there. Um, like you said, we, we took on the next uh, team in the NL East, which was the Marlins that were, were kind of chomping at us, and we took care of them, dispatched them. So, man, yeah, I think this is sustainable, man. Uh, going into the break, you know, all-star break, you're going to get a little reprieve, obviously. But then we'll get ready to play second half baseball, man, and just make it do what we do, man. But we, as as fans, as Atlanta fans, man, we got to get that whole PTSD stuff out of our head, man. Ride with our teams and say, hey, yes, we we can be that team, man, that take that 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 whoop everybody all the way to the dance. You know what I'm saying? Well, for one thing about the PTSD, I think if anything, this team should not give you PTSD because they have the hardware. I have a special heart. A special place in my heart for this team, not because of their winning traditions, just obvious reasons that you know about about the family, you know, ties with everything. But the Braves, to me, is a almost like a trophy for the city itself. You know, I think a lot of Atlanta fans will go around and brag about their baseball team, and everyone shuts up. You know, everyone's like, "Well, damn, yeah, you got them Falcons, you got them Hawks," but I was like, "But you didn't mention the Braves." You kept your, you kept my braids out your mouth for a reason. So that's all about respect. And that's the only thing you can ask for at this moment, Leo. That's it, man. I mean, listen, the Braves have been that steady team here in this city that have held us up, right? I mean, you talk about 
disappointment with other professional teams in the city, but the Braves have never disappointed. I mean, you go back all the way. We talking 30, 40 years plus, right? When the Braves first got here, man, I can go back to when I was growing up. They were not a, a very good team. They had some great players. But then you talk about Bobby Cox and the Braves through the 90s, man. That, that, that was just something that was like, hey, you knew it when, when summertime rolled around, the Braves was going to do that thing. And then you look at Snedeker, man, who's been with this organization, man, for what, damn near 50 years and what he's done and what he's been able to accomplish. They haven't fell off. They have not fell off. They've been relevant. And like you said, Banks, man, as fans, we like to talk about and have pride. And, you know, when they talk about this city, like you said, Banks, they will jump all over the place and talk about all these other teams. But one thing the Nationals uh, heads, um, they will not speak ill of the Braves at all. They don't have nothing to say when you start talking about the Braves. They they just don't have it in them. Um, they like to say that, hey, this is not a, uh, a sports town. But listen, I want to challenge everybody that says this isn't a sports town. I need you to go and look up. How many sellouts we've had this year at Truist Park? We 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 rolling in there deep, dude. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh well, they moved the team out to Cobb County and all this, man. Okay, okay. And your point being, we still 40,000 40, deep almost every night, ninety degree weather. You know what I'm saying? Because we love them Bravos, man. It's not just Truist Park, Leo. You go to opposing stadiums and see Braves fans throughout. The stadiums you talk about teams like Cincinnati they just came and played a hot Cincinnati Reds team and they had Braves fans in the building and Reds fans as I do as I do a lot of eavesdropping and other teams message boards they were confused the why of so many Braves fans in their stadium like why how is this possible where our team is just as hot as them it's not just Cincinnati folks it's not just Cincinnati. It's every stadium we go to. It's at least a handful of Braves fans you can hear through your TV screen. It's phenomenal. It's Braves Nation, man. You know, you can attribute that going all the way back into the into the 80s, man, with Superstation 17, TBS, man. You you got Braves fans all over this country and the, and the success of this team. One thing, Banks, I can say to be proud of, man, we always talk about other teams here in this city and how opposing fans – come into to, to, to those houses and take over. But listen, I don't think we'll ever see that happen up there at Truist Park, man, because Braves fans are true and true, and just the success of that team up there will not warrant a takeover. You know, you'll have pockets of fans from teams that are successful, obviously, like i.e. the Yankees, and you'll have the Spankies, I'm sorry, excuse me, and and the, the team from across uh, the, the the way over there, up there in New York. And, you know, of course, anytime we play NL East teams, they'll have a few pockets of fans here. But like you said, Banks, absolutely, man. Arizona, there were uh, Braves fans everywhere. Cincinnati Braves fans everywhere. So I think we should. Miami. Miami. I mean, well, Miami. Who, goes to, who goes to Marlins games, right? <laughs> I mean, just to, but just, it's to, just to be fair, you know, the fact that they're on this resurgence, they have a brand new set of fans, if you will. I would like to <laughs> say brand new. Brand new. Um, but even when you play them in Miami, it's a, a, a ish low of Braves fans in that stadium. I, I it, It's so mind-blowing to wherever we go, Whatever team we play, you see Braves fans. It's phenomenal to me. Even when they play Seattle all the way in Seattle, that was phenomenal to see all those Braves fans up there. It was great. Absolutely. Listen, Banks, I want to ask you a question here. And we just talked to talked about it and alluded to it, man. But are you 
I mean, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to go ahead and put it out there, man. This team is gonna roll into October, man, and I'm prepared for the ride. I'm looking forward to the ride, and I think that this, like I said, this is sustainable, not just with this year, but just with the talent. The core of this team is gonna be around for a minute here, man. This this isn't going anywhere. If anything, they're gonna add to it. Um, you know, we lost a couple of, like you said, Dansby Swanson. Obviously, we lost Freddie a couple of a uh, couple of seasons ago. Um, we know how that story went, but the pieces that we brought in, like you said, to your uh, uh, Orlando Arcia, Matt Olson, these guys were no bums. They've come in and stepped in and and filled shoes. I mean, not to say Matt Olson is no Freddie Freeman, obviously. Uh, Arcia has made his way uh, out there, shortstop man. But these guys, they man, this 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 thing looks like it's gonna be around for a minute, man. It's it's gonna be around for a minute. Um. You see all those contracts we gave uh, Acuna and Albies, which was probably friendly deals to to be longevity, you know, with this city. You basically stole uh, Murphy from the Oakland A's, also with um, Olsen as well from the from the A's. Um, not to mention both of those players are all stars. So it's like whatever we bring in here, whoever we touch they become something else before they, before they previous teams. You know, you play for Oakland A's, you're down in baseball purgatory. You're not going anywhere. You're just going through the motions. You come to Atlanta Braves and all of a sudden you, you figure out how to play baseball again. It's, it's, I can't put my brain, wrap my brain around it. It's, it's, it's incredible to see what Alex Anthopoulos is doing. Any time we have a, a a chance of adversity is something that's going to bail us out. And this, I, and I'm, I'm here for it. Absolutely. Sean Murphy, Orlando RC, Ronald Acuna, um, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley. And you also have Spencer Strider and Bryce Elder, uh, bringing out, uh, the, bringing up the Reds pitches, man. Um, eight all-stars going into this all-star game, man. Absolutely incredible, man. Just, I mean, <laughs> damn near the whole, <laughs> The whole starting lineup, man, it's, it's it's unbelievable, man, to see uh, what these guys have been able to do and accomplish thus far, man. I'm I'm really excited to see it. And, and let me also bring in another point with that. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr., he was already slated as a starter before they even did the votes for the rest of the teams. Him and, and um, Ashanti, um, Otani, Otani, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I butchered his name. I'm so sorry. But they were the top two vote getters um, in the voting period with, I think, Acuna with three million votes um, throughout the league, uh, not just um, Braves country, but I'm sure everyone recognized that that is a baseball player down there in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, this to sit there and you go into watch an all-star game with nothing loaded with uh braised players it's gonna be a high viewership in here the deep south you best believe that <laughs> absolutely oh you know my thing with with, with all-star games exhibitions man i mean it's it's fun to get the accolades and the recognition i don't know how much or how <laughs> you know how much of watching the game I, i'll do i mean obviously it's, it's entertaining yes yeah, for the fans i mean they tried to make it a little more they try to put a little more skin in it when i guess the the do we, are we still doing the the winner is the uh home field for the play uh for the uh we're not doing that anymore 
Okay, so they stopped that. So we just out there playing for fun at this point. Okay. No, the home run derby is always something cool to watch. I don't know if anybody I know Cunha got in a couple of years ago. I don't know if anybody step up in that again. Uh, I think they asked Acuna to do it, and I think he declined. If, I, I don't hold me to that. I think that's what I heard. They they asked him to do it, and he just like, no, I'm not doing that. Not not again. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's always you know the the home run derby is either hit or miss. Some guys going to their home run derby, man, and they swing is never the same for the rest of the season. So, man, maybe shout out to him, man. Maybe he said, "Hey, look, I did it once, been there, done that, got the t shirt, man." So I'm gonna keep it moving. Look, Banks, man, these Braves, awesome story, man. We'll definitely come back, man, and talk more about them as the season goes on, man. But listen, gonna get into a couple of things here, man. This might be a short one here tonight, man, but you know, hey, it is what it is. I know you wanted to talk about something else. Um, the Hawks, obviously coming off the end of the uh, the the basketball season, but I will say this much, man. As a Hawks fan, I want to say this, Banks, and I want to get your thoughts on this. It was very, very refreshing, in my opinion, to watch the Utah Jazz win the championship, man. Um, with with you with Jokic. Divinux. I'm sorry, man. What am I thinking about? The Denver Nuggets, my bad. Where did I get the Utah Jazz from? We'll talk about that in a minute. Utah damn sure ain't won that. My bad. The Denver Nuggets, man. Wow, that was a real blooper there. So <laughs> the Denver Nuggets winning winning it all. Uh, it was refreshing to see them do that. Banks, we always talk about these legacy teams. We always talk about teams, you know, like the Lakers and, and, the, and, the, and the teams that everybody want to see and the big fan bases. I was a little ref- – I enjoyed watching the Denver Nuggets win the championship this year, man. How, how did you feel about watching it, man? Oh, it was just a breath of fresh air for me um, to not see a Steph Curry or LeBron James, you know, anybody on that line in a championship. You know, I, I felt that even watching Miami Heat play, you know, it was just good to see new teams, new blood for a change. And, you know, it could have been anybody but Golden State, anybody but Boston Celtics, anybody but LeBron James. I mean, I was just so over it with that. You know, it's, just, <laughs> it's good to see new blood out there. Absolutely, man. I always like to see the underdog, man. And I mean, you had two, really, to be honest, you had two underdog teams in the championship, which to me was thrilling. I know a lot of people don't like that. Miami, who obviously we beat in the, in the playing round going in, they ended up going on a tear, beating the favorite in the East, the Celtics, playing some gritty. You got to give credit to Spolstra, man, and that team in Miami, dude, with, with with Butler and Bam. You know, they did an excellent job making it into um, the, the finals. And listen, they were just out A lot of people I talked to that are basketball fans were kind of meh on the finals. I enjoyed watching some of those gritty games, especially the last one there, man. I think it reminded me a lot of the basketball that I watched growing up, man, the back and forth, the physicalness, you know, we didn't, you know, even though we know now why Joker has been the MVP and what he does in his game, man, him being as big as he is out there on the floor and and doing the things he does as a big man, you know, facilitating, shooting the threes. I never saw the whole series. I never saw his feet leave the floor. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, he just, he's just that type of, of a guy, man. He, he's, um, 
you know, it's hard to stop him. And if you try to stop him, he's going to get it to somebody else. Um, you know, those passing lanes, his vision is incredible. Didn't get a lot, didn't, didn't get a chance to see a lot of him because obviously that's West Coast ball. So we don't get to see a lot of those late West Coast game banks. But, you know, all in all, man, what do you feel like Jokic is now? Um, you know, in the ladder of, of players in the NBA? Because, I mean, like I said, he's been an MVP here. Now he puts the ring on. Where does he fall now in, in this day and age as, as players in the league? First of all, he's such a humble player. I mean, he's just so unbothered for the fact of the matter that's what his status is in this league. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. I won a championship. Off to my country now. It's just like, it doesn't bother him to know that he has a legacy or he's building one for that matter. You know, everyone thinks that this is going to be Denver Nuggets last run. I think this is just the beginning. Um, I think the West is strong, you know, for the likes of team of Denver Nuggets, you know, and others, you know, it's going to be very entertaining just to watch the West unfold every year, you know, just for that alone. With all those teams out there battling for position. Yeah, man, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I like, definitely like the brand of basketball. And uh, you might be seeing, like you said, a, a, a team come into its own, man, and become become a dynasty, man. We just never know. We got to stay tuned in, man. A lot of the – what we saw, you know, like you said, players like LeBron and stuff, those guys, man, they're getting up long in the tooth. I mean, not to say that they still don't have, you know, some some basketball left. I don't know how much LeBron got left, but <laughs> some of those other guys still got a little a little bit of basketball left in them, man. But I don't know. Denver might be that team to uh to to be challenged for a minute out there in the West. Banks, I know you want to talk about the hometown team, man, as we always do as fans of this hometown team. And I, you know, I, I don't know where to start, but I'm gonna let you go ahead and run with this, man. Oh boy, where do I begin? Um, you know, going into you know this uh playoffs, you know, with the play playing round, the Hawks um outplayed the Heat to um move on to that seventh seed. Um, and then when we got to the playoffs, it's like we we just didn't know what the the I mean we we end up salvaging the series, I guess. I mean, if you want to use that as a victory, but I don't know, man. I, I they should have just been swept out, just put out their misery. But as we stand going into this offseason, Leo, man, I am really, really concerned about this team. I don't know what direction they're going. They just traded um Mr. Collins to the that's what you think about the Utah Jazz. I was th- that's exactly um, I was just looking at, at and, our paperwork and I saw the jazz, and that's why I said yeah. it. So. Yeah, but he's going to the jazz and we acquired some a can of paint and of two bananas. <laughs> yeah, somebody from bank, somebody, somebody off of Bankhead Highway. Um, so uh, we going ahead into this off season, very, very, very quiet, not knowing what's going on, the future of this team. I'm not really for certain of what this front office is doing, and I think a lot of fans are getting confused, scratching their heads of to say, you know. You thought that maybe we could be competing for maybe just a second round appearance, you know, but now it's like whatever, man. It's like you maybe just blow it up, may send uh, Mr. Trey Young on his way and let him get a championship somewhere else. But 
I don't know where we I don't know where to stand with this team. This team is such a confusing mess. And I hate to say that about any of our teams here in the city. You know, it used to be a time where the, the, the joke was, you know, we got stability in all our sports except for the Dirty Birds. No, I don't think that's true anymore. I think the, the, at least the Falcons got some kind of a a vision that they can follow. I can't say the same about the Hawks. Yeah, the Hawks right now, I think, I don't know, man. We kind of saw what could have been, I guess, a couple of years ago, but we're so far removed from that now. And the roster has changed so much to, from that Eastern Conference um, uh, run that we had a few years back against the Bucks, man. Um, I want to say the majority of that team isn't here anymore. We just got rid of John Collins. I mean, Herder's gone. Uh, a few other pieces <laughs> with the, with that team is gone. And now the key component of that team, like you just said, with, with Trey, like, so what do we do now? You know, uh, Quinn Snyder, you know, was brought in. Obviously, he took over. Um, he was, like you said, um, cooking with someone else's groceries. But this is very, very slow. I mean, obviously, we just had the draft coming. We just had the draft that just passed the Hawks. I think, you know, wasn't nothing special. We didn't have any lottery picks. I mean, we took a guard, Kobe Bufkin, uh, Muhammad guy and self Lundy. I think those were the guys that we drafted there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Kobe uh, Buffkin being the number 15 pick, um, in the draft, another guard. Don't know where he's going to to end up in the lineup coming up here pretty soon. But uh, free agent wise, man, I listen, <laughs> you know, I think we're a little confused. Like, is this a rebuild? Are we trying to set something up to do something later on? Because it's like, obviously, like right now, nothing's going on. And the front office hasn't said anything. We haven't made any moves. We haven't looked to get anybody in here. Um, it's, 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 it's confusing. And it's, like you said, the Falcons, you talk about them, they have a vision. Now we saw what they were able to do. For six years, we were kind of non-existent based upon the fact that we didn't have any money to play anybody. But now, I mean, pay anybody. But now, you know, they they rolled rolled it out and said, "Hey, let's go. It's time. It's time to put up a shut up." You know. Um, but the Hawks is like now it's, it's wait and see. We got rid of JC, who a lot of people in the city were on the fence with anyway. Now he's gone. Shipped him out. So what's next, Banks? What's next? I mean, do we just like you said, just blow this whole thing up and just start all over from scratch? I mean, what what's next, man? I tell you what, you going into this season with Quinn Snyder and you still a seventh or eighth or a play-in team, you're gonna have to blow this up. You're on the verge of losing this city, okay? And I know that sounds, you know, far-fetched as it is, but I hear a lot of people is so lukewarm over the fact that Atlanta Hawks basketball, you know, this city is so enamored with stars that it's the you you look at the hawks and you're like where's our star you know if you want to say it's trey young i can't tell bro i mean trey young is like to me is on the verge of leaving in my eyes you know i, I feel like he's just out there just passing the ball to nothing alley to nothing you know I know we got some young kids in there um, that's coming up and and, and waiting to, to play, but I, I I don't know, man. I I just think that this is such a a crucial season for Dan Snyder, man, to get this right. And if this nothing's gonna happen and nothing's gonna shake out, 
put a stick of dynamite on it, brother, and hit that button. Man, listen, they brought DeJounte Murray in to, I guess, team up, you know, with that that uh, that backcourt, you know, um, give us a little more depth and, you know, give us some options, right? You still got a couple of pieces there. Um, I think Clint is okay at, at the five at best, but is this a playoff caliber make a run into the Eastern Conference Finals? No, absolutely not. The Hawks were seated where they were in the East for a reason because they weren't very good. They were they struggled to get above 500 the whole entire season, Banks. We remember that stretch where it was like we play a game, okay, now we're above 500. Then the next game, okay, we we back at 500. Next game, we below 500. I mean, that's what mediocre teams do. That's what mediocre teams do. I mean, make no mistake about it, man. This oh, team yeah. is who we thought they were. I mean, once we got halfway into the season, I was like, you know what, man, this this team is I'm I don't kind of mentally checked out. My thoughts on Trey. You beat it. So I, <laughs> I was I'm sorry to me to catch you off, but you you go out there and you beat a team like the Phoenix Suns, and then you turn around and you lose by 30 to the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, and, and then you lose by 30 right to, the, you know, to, the, to the to the to the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> right. It is it's it's just so uh, I don't know. It is it's very I don't know. I just I don't know what to say really about this team. You can't you want to say they suck. You know what I'm saying? But they 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 got talent on the roster that says otherwise. They just can't get all together. Maybe because, you know, losing Nate and then, you know, we got to give Quinn Snyder some 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 uh, some time here, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, he just got in here. Maybe we got to give him some time. And, and the thing I want to say about Trey is, man, I don't know what the situation or the deal is with Trey or what is what it going to be with him. Um, They want to make him the guy here. But I don't know. Landry Fields has a lot of work to do to figure out how they want to make that happen, man. And the NBA being such a player-driven league, man, you got to figure out, okay, who do we get around this guy, man? Like, who? <laughs> what do we do? Like, I'm I'm just as confused as everybody else, man. I don't know, Banks. Um, yeah. Is this so, – so I guess the consensus is this This is going to be a make-or-break year or this is going to be a year that, that Quinn Snyder is going to see what he has and then we're going to try to attempt to, to maybe – because, I mean, I think Wrestler went on record as saying that they could go into the luxury tax, but you got to have something to, 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 to say, okay – we going in the luxury tax to get a piece to take us to the next level. Where is the next level with the team, damn it? Well, I know this is the year going into this season. It's ish or get out the pot. I think that should be the new slogan for the Atlanta Hawks. If you want to just tilly tattle and 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 play that five hundred game and 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 just say we made the play in game and that's good enough for you. Lord help this team, this franchise, because it's going to be a lot of empty seats in that place, brother. It's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. And I hate to say it because that is such a very likable team. Very likable. But in this city, you know, you can only wait for so long for somebody to be at least have some kind of direction. Give me something. Hey, man. It's, and I've said this, and I hate to be be this way. The Hawks, to me, in my opinion, are like just one of the most, I'm going to say it, disappointing teams in the city. I mean, you kind of know what you get with the Falcons. Obviously, we just talked about what we get with the Braves. United, 
right now, I think it's some growing pains with them too, but eventually I think they'll get things back on track. But the Hawks is like, what? No identity. I mean, we go and support them. We pack the house, but it's like, like you said, now Banks is like, where to now? Either Because my thing is, we're going to suck. Because being mediocre, I think being mediocre is worse than actually just being trash. Because, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, just, just suck, man. Let's get a lottery pick and, and figure this thing out next year, man. But you want to get the seventh, eighth seed in the playoffs and get bombed out in the first round and make Janet move a concert, man. <laughs> which, like, is, which is you didn't have to do, by the way, because you didn't do anything that night anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's. I don't know. It's confusing, man. I don't know. I, I have no words, man, to really explain what's going on over there with the Hawks, man. Like I said, Landry Fields. You know, I listen to ninety two nine the game, and you know they talk to him quite a bit. He's talking in cryptic cold every every you know week about yeah we're gonna do this and we're looking at that and doing and the, the, the seventy five and the top luxury man. He's saying a bunch of nothing. Is a bunch of GM talk. Obviously, GMs do that on purpose, but with him, it's very cryptic. Everything is cryptic. Ish or get off the <laughs> pot. That's all I need to see from this team. You know what I'm saying? I don't need no rah-rah speech. I don't need no cryptic messages on Twitter. I don't need none <laughs> of that. Either you're going to do it or you're not. And if you're not going to do it, blow it up so we can build this team back over again. End there of story. There it is. You heard it from the man Banks, man. Do something. Do something. All right, man. Listen here, man. We're we going to come up here and talk about a few more things before we cut loose here. Just wanted to pick your brain a little bit about banks. Obviously, like you said, we're getting closer and closer. The, the middle of the summer means we're getting closer and closer to to that time of year, man, to the fall. You know what I'm saying? When when it's time to look at some football, man. So we're getting a little excited about that. But before we talk about the Falcons just a little bit, um, yesterday, um, Atlanta United, just your thoughts here. Um they they have been a mediocre team at best with Atlanta United. I think the last 12 or 14 games, we've won like two, a bunch of ties. Uh, we got spanked by the Red Bulls a week ago. But then we play a tough Philadelphia Union team yesterday and pull out a 2 nothing win. Um, this team has – see, this is a team that has talent. And is is I think now we're at a point where it's coaching possibly – but we know we have talent. And the thing is, we can't afford to start. It looks like we probably are going to lose our best player. We need to put the gas on now, right now, coming up into the middle of the season, if we want to make a push into the playoffs, right? Almada is rumored to be gone before the end of this, this block here on the trade, man. And he's been obviously our best player. So before he goes, you want to make the best out of it, right? He's been, you know, everything for this team banks do you see any push any movement from them i know obviously i think we'll be a playoff team but what do you see them at right now is this a mediocre team is this are we just flying by the seat of our pants or do you see them possibly making the push to go higher on the on the table every time i think that it's going to be a turn a, a, a corner that's been turned by this team they always take two steps back you know you can't do but so much to just keep tying these, you know, going and end the result. You know, at first I was like, cool, we got a result. You know, let's keep moving forward. But every match you do, it's a, it's a freaking tie. Or you get blasted, you know. So, I mean, it's like, no, I, that's another thing about equivalent of being right in the middle. 
you know, you're 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 not that good, but you're not that bad enough to suck. So it's just it's a bad place to be at right now. I don't see anything positive going forward for this franchise, man. I just I don't know, man. I saw the wheels falling off a long time ago, man. I just I didn't want to believe it. I wanted to believe that this team was something else. But it seems like it keeps going back to the negative side. I'm like, oh, this is not what I want this team to be. You know, it's like each season it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's just, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's hard to watch. Yeah, man. Obviously, man. You know, we've had we had some players get caught up international duty. Um, we've had a couple of things, but you know, it's just I don't know. Um, coaching, and also, you know. You know, we, we we have a new president in here with Gareth, and then you know we still have Boca that a lot of people want out. Just the ebbs and flows of the MLS, man. I guess just talent wise, trying to get things together. But hopefully, man, we'll get into the playoffs. And as we all know, the playoffs is a whole different dance and a different beast. And we'll just see how that goes toward the end of the season. A little other news here, I wanted to give to you, Banks, before we talk a little football. Before we wrap this up, Tata Martino back in the MLS. He's going to be coaching uh, in Miami. I don't know if you heard, but yes. Uh, so with the addition of Lionel Messi down there in Miami, Tata Martino, who he's very familiar with, comes back, makes his return to the MLS. The coach of play, who, who he's very familiar with, in, 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 in Messi. Um, I think they were together in Barcelona, if I'm not mistaken. How do you feel about that, and what do you see this Miami team now uh, in the thick of things right now they're in last place they suck but obviously they're preparing i guess for next year when they finally get all the pieces together to 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 do everything with tata and and, and messi leo i'm bitter i'm very bitter about it um tata you know brought us a championship um not just Tata. I mean, that whole, that whole, that first team really was very special. And to see that he came back to MLS, it's almost like, it's like, he's still ours. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to come back, you need to come back home. You know, but he went there and it's like, mm. and then you say they got messy. And then, you know, it's just like, you see a bright, a bright, bright, bright future for that franchise down there. I'm bitter. I'm very bitter about it. I didn't want to talk about it, but I'm like, you know, if I see any amount of success from that franchise going forward, I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you. Hey, man, I agree, man. Listen, I'm going to, so this is what I am excited about. I'm excited about the MLS now being front and center in the world. I mean, obviously the World Cup will be here in a couple of years, but with the addition of one of the greatest players of all time coming over here and playing. And like we talked about before, this isn't, you know, guys coming over here, you know, not in their prime, the, the Roonies of the world, the uh, Zlatans, you know, this, the, the Pirlo's. Man, Messi can still play at a high level. and He's coming to bring a lot to the table, and he's going to put a spotlight on the MLS. So it can't, if anything, it's going to elevate this league, and I hope to see a lot of good things come out of this, man. But, yeah, I'm a little bit of two banks about Tata going there, and it looks like they'll put everything together. On paper, this is look, going to look real challenging, man. <laughs> it's going to look like a walk in the park on paper. But, hey, who knows, man? Stranger things have happened, man. This league is 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 
hey, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm excited. I'm here for the for the haul, man. Let's see if Atlanta United can get it together, match it together, and get some players in here that'll be able to do some things. Wrapping up, Banks, here we go. Football season is upon us. We're about to get into to camp here in a couple of weeks. Atlanta Falcons just really quickly talk about where we see now that the smoke is clear, the dust is settled. We know what we have on this roster. We we know the free agents. We know the the the, the draft picks that we have. Going into summer camp, your early initial thoughts on where we are going into camp and moving into the season with what we have. I mean, it's it's not fresh anymore. You've had a lot of time to sit and think about this. So what are your thoughts now moving into camp, man, with this roster that we have? I want to see progression um, for everything we were deficient in. Meaning, you know, the defense was mainly thing I'm going to be front and center paying attention to. You were almost dead last in every single category defensively, and I want to see progression. That's the name of the game going into this season. It's offseason. It's progression. I'm not expecting no playoff run, no, no deep, you know, I'm not, no. Just progression. I'm starting off slow. You know, you show me progression, that's going to put excitement in my heart, which means that it can only get better. Everyone got these false um, expectations of thinking that, you know, we play this week schedule, which is, I don't believe is anything such thing as a week schedule. But I digress. If, you know, that's what you help you sleep at night, then have at it. Progression. Um, I, for one, am tired of hearing all these talking heads. Anybody but Desmond Ritter as a quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons needs to be the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. It's getting very old. I'm tired of hearing it. If everyone can't get on board that Desmond Ritter is the quarterback, I don't know what to say. You don't have anything to judge this man on but four games. And if all of a sudden he's the worst quarterback to ever walk the face of this earth, then let's find out. But until then, it's so unfair to this kid, back off. You know, I'm, we're not getting Tannehill. Stop saying Tannehill. <laughs> hey, I man, mean, listen, I don't, I don't know. Lamar Jackson, man, you know, he might say, I don't want this contract in Baltimore, and all of a sudden just walk through the doors down here in Flowery Branch, baby. <laughs> don't you listen. start. Don't, <laughs> listen, don't listen, you start. No, man, listen. Don't listen. you start. Listen, Don't man. you start. Hey, this team is who we. This team is who they are, man. Listen, I'm I'm very very happy and excited about what what we brought in. Um, and like you said, Banks, I agree with you, man. It's very very unfair to Desmond Ritter, and I'm hoping that this man is using that as fuel to be able to go out and do what he needs to do. I mean, he was very short-handed when he took over this team last year, obviously without Kyle Pitts, but he has more than enough weapons this year. Knock on wood, fingers and toes crossed that he can go out there, man, be comfortable and play football. This guy has played football at a high level. Um, and he's done some very, very good things in his collegiate career. I saw some good things out of him the four games that he played with the Falcons, shorthanded. And like you said, Banks obviously with a defense that couldn't stop anybody. So I'm excited. No expectations from me. Obviously, I'm just excited to see a team now that had something to actually, we had money to spend. 
we actually bring people in to help us out with those deficiencies. It was a long five years, Banks. It was a long five years to get to where we are now with being able to have money for free agents and, and get some guys in here on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball that can help us out, man. So, listen, I'm here for that. I'm ready to see it. Um, camp is going to start up, man. So, hey, the next time we, we'll do this, man, hopefully we'll be into camp, man, and we'll see how this thing goes, man, and how this thing shakes out, man. But it is what it is. Let, let, let the chips fall where they may, man. Atlanta sports, that's, that's, that's what we do. That's how we live, man. That's how we roll, man. Let's wrap this thing up. Banks, as always, man, I appreciate you, man, coming up on the show, man. Um, Derek, I don't know where that clown is. We'll catch him on the next go-round. Banks, let everybody know. Where they can catch you. Uh, unfortunately, I, I know you had to deactivate your some of your accounts, but tell them where they can still find you at. <laughs> well, first of all, before I go into that, I want to give a special shout out to Atlanta Dream out there who um, had Ryan Howard score a, um, a career high of forty plus. I think it was forty two points. Um, and she's like the eighth player in um, WNBA to score forty plus this season. So shout out to Atlanta Dream. Um, you can find me at Atlanta. I mean, oh God, I, let's say Atlanta. You can find me at Antoine Jarrell Banks on Facebook or Baby Banks 80 on the Twitter or the Grail. Don't all come at once. <laughs> hey, man, you can always find us on Facebook, Leo G Show. Also, the Leo G Show number one on Twitter. The Leo G Show number one on Twitter. You can also find me at Southern Set with two T's. On Twitter as well, man. We appreciate everybody that listens, tunes in, YouTube, uh, wherever you you catch this podcast, Apple, wherever. And we appreciate everybody. We're just going to keep doing it, man, because Atlanta sports is what we love to do. Um, just going to keep this thing rolling, Banks, man. A lot of positivity, man. Hopefully this brave stuff will rub off on the rest of these teams and we'll keep it moving. It's been another edition of the Leo G Show. <laughs>